Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 184 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, August 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well. At Locked On Raptors, you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, and you can find those all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, this week on the network, check out Locked On Hornets. Uh, Doug and Dave over there did an interview with Rich Cho, the GM of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, great stuff to check out there. Uh, listen to them and then get up in their mentions and tell them they still owe me a Kemba Walker bobblehead because that's still a thing from earlier in the season that they never sent me. Uh, so listen there and, uh, and send them my complaints as well. Uh, you can find our show, Locked On Raptors, on iTunes. Please leave a rating or a review on the iTunes page. It's the easiest way for you to help out the show, show that you care. It takes no time at all, and it really does help to grow our visibility and help people discover the show, and that's a good thing that everyone wants, at least I hope so. Uh, so please do that, and I'm already appreciative of it in, uh, in advance. All right, on today's show, a really fun one. I'm joined today by a guy you probably heard if you listen to other Raptors podcasts in the city, uh, Steve Sladkowski. He's the guitarist for the band Pup. Uh, they're a punk band from Toronto. They're fantastic. If you don't listen to Pup, uh, make sure you check them out. Uh, their albums are out. They have uh, two albums. You can find them on Apple Music and Spotify and all those places. Uh, they are always kind of around the city as well, too, so make sure you're looking up for their tour schedule. Um and Steve is a giant Raptors fan, as well as a Blue Jays fan, but he's a huge Raptors fan. And uh, we talked very little about the Raptors on this show. We talked about jerseys. We talked about uh, sort of his sort of hunt for jerseys. He's a guy who likes to wear jerseys on stage at his shows, and it's kind of uh, a growing thing where he's hunting for jerseys kind of everywhere he goes. Talked about his sort of process for that. We talked about the band's relationship to, relationship to video games, uh, which is pretty interesting. Lots of different sort of weaving uh, the band together with video games over the course of the last couple years here. Um, they were part of a, like a dad simulator, like RPG. There are, of course, one of their videos, DVP, is entirely made up of, of, of music videos, with, or sorry, of video games, uh, with like sort of the lyrics sort of superimposed over top. Um, really uh, a good chat with Steve about some weird stuff that's not really basketball related, but we uh, had fun anyway. Um, we talked about the schedule too was a little bit as well and sort of his process for what kind of games he wants to go and see when he's looking at the schedule. Uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, on that note, I wrote for Raptors HQ today about the five games you should go and see if you're a Raptors fan this year. Uh, not the games you would expect, not the Warriors and the Cavs, but games that you know might be cheaper or against good opponents, might fall on days where you're not going to get a crazy weekend crowd or whatever, uh, but it'll be a fun experience. So go to that on RaptorsHQ.com as well. Um, and uh, yeah, enjoy the conversation today with Steve. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that, of course, is SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that gamer show that you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along, and they've created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Uh, SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the app on my phone. And honestly, if you want to go to a game for the Raptors this coming season, the schedule is out. Tickets will be available pretty soon, you would think. Uh, if you want to go to a game this season, go to SeatGeek. There's tickets all over the place. There's deals. Um, and you're going to find a great deal there because everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. They do all the work and you save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck too. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. It's so easy. There's a map with green and red dots for every venue you could possibly think of. Click on the green dots. Those are good deals. The red dots are bad deals. Don't click on those. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do to get that rebate is download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONBA, that's LONBA as in locked on NBA, all one word, enter the promo code uh, and SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONBA for a $20 rebate today. 
Okay, let's get to the conversation now with Steve Sladkowski. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with a really fun guest. I don't want to spoil it just yet, but he's a very funny person. Uh, it'll be another one of these podcasts where we probably don't talk much about the Raptors, but a uh, big basketball fan, a very funny person. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I'm super excited for this one. That'll be next Wednesday, I believe. Um, until then, I'm not going to do another episode this week. I'm going to Chicago to watch the Jays this weekend, and I leave on Thursday, and there's just no point doing an episode. Uh, so if anything breaks over the weekend, I'll do one Monday to sort of recap all that maybe a mailbag podcast and then wednesday we'll have the the big guests that i'm talking about and i'm looking forward to that all right thank you so much for listening enjoy the conversation with steve go to pup shows buy their albums buy their stuff they're great uh and steve's an awesome guy and hopefully we can have him on again sometime soon enjoy the conversation and uh, we'll talk to you next time cheers all right today on locked on raptors we're doing something very original when it comes to raptors podcasts <laughs> we have a guest who is not at all familiar with these kinds of shows. That's a lie. He's been on all the other Raptors podcasts except for this one at this point. Uh, from Pup the Band, Steve Sladkowski. How you doing, man? Hi, I'm good. Good. Really happy to have well, you you're... on. You're a veteran of these things at this point. Yeah, I was saying like the the only Skype uh, calls that I, I I have in my recent history are like to you and and Dan Grant and Blake Murphy at this <laughs> point. So. <laughs> Well, glad we could finally yeah. get you on. Um, yeah, it's. I think this one's going to be different because those guys had you on like during the season or during like important times of the off season. There is literally it's nothing true. going on right now. There's nothing to we're, distract us from the Nazis and the nuclear war and all that stuff. So no. we're just going to kind of go a bunch of different directions here. Um, but yeah, you've been touring this summer. Uh, lots of festival stuff going on. How's that been going? Uh, it's been it's been fun, yeah. Festivals are always kind of a different um, a different kind of animal because you sort of there's a lot of I, well, I guess touring in general is a lot of hurry up and wait. But with festivals, you know, it, it's such an eclectic mix and such kind of a different vibe than what our our normal club show would be. So it's sort of you sort of, but it is nice because you, you, the the treatment generally. This is the first year we're playing some of the like larger um, like pop festivals stuff like like Lollapalooza and Oshega and Way Home and whatever mm-hmm. um and so you know because of that they always do treat you very very well so uh I was able to eat quite well <laughs> the, <laughs> while we were on the road which is uh, uh happens uh less often than than I would like but um yeah it's been really great man it's it's a really uh great way also like you know, to, to see uh, a lot of other musicians that you wouldn't necessarily be able to see. And, and yeah, festival crowds are fun, man. It, it, I think a lot of the time people are, are just sort of into music who, who go and buy, you know, like a, a four-day wristband to like a Lollapalooza or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there there is, I think, still some discovery to be had uh, at these things. That's awesome. I was at Way Home last summer, and it was the first festival I've ever been to, and I don't know, it was a lot more debaucherous than I anticipated. I probably should have anticipated more. What's it like watching the debauchery of a festival where everyone's just completely obliterated, especially if you're playing like a late show? You guys were pretty late at Way Home last weekend, right? So like, I don't know, from like one degree away from the crowd where everything is just a, a disaster, like what's it like kind of watching that from afar? It's nice to be able to have some separation. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, like uh, like at Way Home this year, um, uh, we kind of like went out and watched Jazz Cartier. Uh, I, I was with uh, my girlfriend Brooke and a few of our friends as well, um, and and just kind of being out there and like uh, you know like looking at at the crowd and kind of watching, you know, throngs of people. It's, it's kind of crazy when you're out, out and, and about just like how many people kind of aren't particularly aware of their surroundings. And you're not sure if it's like because of drugs and alcohol or because they're like staring at their phone or they're just like, uh, yeah. So it's pretty wild. I mean, you throw that many people into an enclosed space and 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 encourage them to consume it's uh, a lot of weird things are going to happen of course at these festivals there's a lot of white people and white people at festivals breed basketball jerseys <laughs> oh is, yeah this is a thing um i didn't I, I only wore when i went the only jersey i had was my raptors republic three-on-three tournament jersey um oh that's this weekend too isn't it it is yeah i'm gonna miss it because yeah. i'm in chicago for the jays at wrigley but oh right um, on but the 
yeah, the the jersey thing is like very real. As someone who's like a basketball nerd, I'm just like, I wonder if these people know who these jerseys are when that when that have them, because like yeah. I feel like there are very few people who should know who some of these like deep cuts are. Um, what were some of the ones? I guess there, obviously, I'm sure you saw while you were just out and about. I'm sure you saw a bunch of just like random deep cut jerseys. Are there any ones that really like stood out to you from your time away home or any other festivals this summer? Somebody had a Lonzo Ball Lakers jersey. I was like, how do you already... Like, what? <laughs> the jerseys are turning over. Like, that was confusing. That one was confusing. That was, like, very quick. Uh, I saw a, a, an Odom jersey. Okay. Uh, you know. What team? Uh, what though? else? Portland. Portland. Okay. Oh, Odom. So I thought you said as, Odom. I thought you said, could. like, Lamar Odom. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Or, no, wait. No, sorry, Greg Odin. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah Portland is yeah, Odin. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, oh, I saw a, I, <laughs> I saw a San Antonio Spurs jersey, and on the back, it just said San Antonio. <laughs> I was like, I don't... That is like the ultimate Spurs fan purchase, you would think, because it's like about the team and not about the individual stars. Yeah, but so, also like, it feels also like celebratory of the city of San Antonio, which I don't really get, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, no, no. It's just kind of an unremarkable place. Right. When the Alamo is like racist Niagara Falls. <laughs> um... That's, yeah, that's that's a bizarre. I'm, I'm trying to think. There were uh, there were you know there was like the classic like uh, Dirk Nowitzki jersey. Right. Well, the reason I wanted to bring this all up, all, all up is because you've kind of become known for wearing jerseys at your shows. And yeah. First of all, I, I want to get like a sort of a hint of how vast your collection is at this point, and also uh, like it's... how you go about finding jerseys because like it's not easy, especially if you're going for like vintage stuff. Or like older, even just like mid two thousands doesn't have to be like super old. Like it can just be. Uh, yeah. Like how? Uh, so what's the collection like? There, between like Jay's jerseys and basketball jerseys, it's probably like ten to fifteen kind of thing. All right. Um. So some I found. I, I got pretty lucky. Like the last one I just picked up was uh, the Wiggins like T shirt jersey. Okay. Um, so the, the, I, the idea behind it was supposed to be, uh, Canadian basketball players. Okay. That was sort of the goal. Um, so that's slowly been something I've been building. And then obviously like your DeRozan and your Lowry, that's kind of different, uh, you right. know, and I do have a Valentinus jersey. Um, but yeah, otherwise I think there are, there, the, the general guiding principle is just stuff that like you said either like like nerds and heads would sort of appreciate right or um or like great jer- like great designs like some of the like uh maligned uh stuff that i think is great from like the 90s like i i, I have on my very high on my list like a grant hill um teal detroit pistons Ooh, that is uh that's good those jerseys, I think, yeah, are. I mean, I mean, they're very bad, but at the same time, they're great. Because like the current Pistons look is so plain. I would rather have something yeah. exciting. I mean, I get, I get it, right? They're trying to make reference to sort of those like '80s um, um, Detroit bad boys or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of unremarkable, isn't it? Whereas like before, it was like it was just like this like huge riff on horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is is uh, is great. Um, yeah, so so stuff like that. Um, I've still been uh, keeping my eyes out wherever I go. Um, Brooke really wants. Uh, she had a Shaquille O'Neal Magic jersey growing up, okay. and so I'm trying. I'm trying like very desperately to to find one, but I have not. That is a, a much more elusive thing than you would think. That's an important okay. The, the the type of jersey you're getting, Shaq Magic, is like very important. Is it the black with the pinstripes? It kind of would have to be, right? The only other thing I would think would be would be the, that blue. Yeah, the black with pinstripes um, is an all time good jersey. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, and there are a few others, you know. I um, like Mitchell and Ness did a really 
great like uh, uh but I, I just feel like i can never wear a michael jordan jersey to be honest with you <laughs> but the, those like uh the, that year they had i think it was 93 97 when they had the the uh all-star game in san antonio and it was like the chili pepper right look do you know about that i, I think I have so a hat. um but the jerseys are really really great uh, so I like some of the all-star jerseys. I like some of the Olympic jerseys. I would love, like, a Team Canada, like, Steve Nash or something. I think an R.J. Barrett <laughs> Team Canada would be the oh, move man. right now. Yeah, there would be some – there would be some – I mean, I'm also kind of excited. Like, I, I, I feel bad that I didn't get, like, a Corey Joseph 6 jersey because that is, like, the most aggressively Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so, so some of it is, I guess, to, to kind of circle back to the question, some of it is is that sort of stuff where I'm, like – stuff that I remember from my youth or, or that like, you know, I'm always on the lookout for. Um, and then other stuff is just sort of like, uh, happening upon a, a, a good find and being, and being like, well, I'll never see this again. You know, I have a, I have a, I have a dream team, Hakeem Olajuwon champion Jersey. Right. Um, which I don't wear on stage cause it was kind of a, uh, one of my more pricier purchases. Right. Well, that, that's probably a, um, a good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, it's cool. Cause you know, one of the things about downtime on, on, on tour is that you, you get a chance to kind of go and explore. It seems like every kind of city at this point that we're in like mid to, to large size city, um, has like a pretty sweet vintage store that you can kind of go check it out. So I always love to go and just kind of check out what, um, what's going on in those places. And I think it's important to also kind of go and check out those are like local businesses too. Right. So there's a, there's a good kind of, uh, support because I think too often as like, as a touring musician, you can very easily be like in and out. And all you did was have dinner at one restaurant around the corner from the venue or like order Jimmy John's to the (laughs) venue. If you don't have time to go out. Um, and so you got to find ways to kind of break that monotony and to try and connect with the, the, the community that you're, albeit like very quickly entering and exiting. Um, if, if there are ways to do that, I think it's always good. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so are you mostly you're going to these kinds of stores? Are you like looking online and, you know, going like the, the AliExpress route if you're trying to find something cheap? Or is it mostly just like going to places in person and just picking up through there? Uh, yeah, usually I would just go in person. Yeah. Um, I, I like that because sometimes, yeah, sometimes you find nothing, and other times you find some cool stuff. Um, I tend to do like some uh, scouting on Instagram. Right. I follow a bunch of like different vintage stores, uh, mostly in North America. I think actually all in North America. Um, you know, just to kind of see, there's some good. You know, there's good ones in Atlanta. There are really great ones, obviously, in New York City and Los Angeles, um, Seattle. Toronto has some great ones. There's a great one in Buffalo, which I think is surprising for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, you know, as like Instagram algorithms being what they are, once you start <laughs> like seeing those those feet, those the more pop up uh, on your feed and like suggested profiles and stuff. So that's kind of a been a fun way to just sort of figure out uh, things to do in, in new cities. Whereabouts in Toronto do you go? Because for me, like, I don't really buy that many jerseys. I'll, like, kind of look around, and it takes something really special for me to, to end up making the purchase. Because, again, like I mentioned, I look like an idiot in basketball jerseys. Um, yeah. So, like, my, my, for, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, my my top find so far still has been in, in the market in Kensington. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a Chris Bosch purple front uh, black back. Ooh. Uh, Raptors jersey that uh, a Nike one like in a Nike authentic for 25 bucks once which was a steal um, yeah. but yeah other, other, one other place like uh, you know there's FS and Frank on Queen Street and uh, in Vintage We Trust and, and a few other places but uh, yeah I think the best deals are still in the market yeah, there's um, two stores in the market. I can't remember the names of the stores. Um, they're both on Kensington Avenue. Yeah, they're like right across from each other. And then, so there's the one that has everything like on the street, essentially. Like all the basketball jerseys are, la- are like laid out in front of the store. Yeah, that's like, that's on the, the west side, like closer to Dundas. Yeah, I think it has like a green sign, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there I have come across, it's kind of hard sometimes to find like right sizes. A lot of it's like double XL stuff. 
You're, you're yeah, a tall definitely. dude, right? So, like, I guess you can, you're a little bit more flexible I, in size? I, you know what, though? I, I, I fit, I tend to fit mostly in a large. Okay. For, because of the way basketball, especially like, uh, basketball jerseys in the last, like, 15 years. Yeah. Are cut. The, the champion is, there's a little more, like, leeway, but. But yeah, some of those like old Reebok ones are kind of boxy. <laughs> yeah, so I was like really depressed. I came across a 2XL black back purple front Joey Graham jersey. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like this close to buying it, but I was like, this is just going to sit in my closet. I'm never going to wear it. And it's like not even something you hang up like as decor because it's Joey Graham. Yeah, no, there are definitely, <laughs> there are, there are, I think too now with the Raptors sort of like, like, uh, that nerd fan base kind of really emerging a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm seeing a lot more of that, even just at games. You know what I mean? Like I saw, yeah. we're at a game against the Knicks or something, some unremarkable, but saw a guy in a TJ Ford, like an all red Raptors TJ Ford jersey. <laughs> was just like, wow, okay. There, uh, yeah, there are some, there are some good ones. The Raptors have had a lot of. Um, deep cuts just by nature of the franchise i guess like. <laughs> yeah man uh on the other podcast i do the the raptors hq one like we play a game at the end of each episode where we guess who played in a random raptors game in history and that's oh, always man. a good depressing exercise in former raptors who hopefully you find in a jersey in kensington market one day yeah right yeah one day yeah <laughs> Man, that's dark. Um, I had something else I want to ask you about Jersey. Oh, the, so I want to get your opinion on this. We talked about this on last week's episode, uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So the Raptors jerseys, I'm guessing, like it seems like they're not going to have much of a change. There was the picture of OG Ananobi in the updated one, and it looks pretty much identical with just like some weird touch-ups and nothing really all that remarkable. They had the, yeah, the, the cut's a little different, I think. Yeah, yeah, and like I think the, the sort of chevrons on the side are a little bit more clean-looking, I think, but that's about uh-huh. it. You have the Nike swooshes, of course, and the Sun Life ad, but that's it. Yeah, uh, such a bummer. Yeah, you're not, you're not a fan of the ads? No. no. I just, I'm kind of indifferent. It is going to mean more money for the NBA and therefore less luxury tax strife if the Raptors want to go deep into it. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, but the ticket prices aren't going to decrease. That's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 I understand it, but I guess this is like my one, I guess, really my one weird, like, conservative bent. And I think it comes from also liking baseball. It's just sort of like, I, 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 I worry about those jerseys kind of um having like a negative effect on the basketball jersey and the nba jersey in particular as like a fashion item right uh and again obviously this is like us the sartorial concern about it uh is never going to be weighed as uh evenly as the (laughs) the money-making opportunity but um yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, you know? Like, you'd think a, a, a team like the Boston Celtics would be like, eh, we have enough, we're good. <laughs> we don't need to put the General Electric logo, like, on the shirt. Yeah. But uh, this is where we're at. I mean, soccer's done it. It's not like the NBA is the first to do it. Well, that's my thing is, like, soccer jerseys, I think, are, like, the most just casually wearable jerseys of any jersey in sports, I think. I mean, you can make an argument for basketball, I suppose, but... Like, you can just wear a, a soccer jersey like a t-shirt, and yes, there are ads on it, but they kind of just become part of the identity of the jersey, and, like, you don't really notice it. At least I don't. Like, I would buy, yeah. like, I'm a Spurs fan. Like, I would buy a Spurs jersey and not really care about the AIA logo on it because, yeah. I don't know, I, I feel I, like it's something that is, like, it, it's shocking now because it's the first time it's been on there, but I feel like two, three years from now, no one's really going to care. I, yeah, no, it's true, but I don't necessarily think that that's right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, I... I, I like or, or, or not right, but just like it just feels like it's it's it we're inundated with advertising and stuff at these games to begin with, and yeah. there's so many ways that they're looking to get money uh, on top of the ticket price and everything. And don't get me wrong, this is not like this is not such an egregious thing to me that I'm gonna like boycott the games or anything. I still like I mean, I, I'm gonna go see basketball because I love basketball. Uh, but it's just like it's just a bit of a like, ah, come on. Yeah. You know, like that. That's more what it is, and maybe I just sound crotchety saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Well, now, like, ten years from now, when you guys are the biggest band in the world and you're on tour and you're in oh, whatever city, you'll be able to – it's, like, going to add a challenge to your search for jerseys now because you have to find stuff that doesn't have ads on it. That'll it's be, true. There is going to be – there is, and I do think, though, like, like someone smarter than me cleaned out the Adidas stores that had, like, done 40% off all of the, like – final run of the adidas jerseys from this contract right and someone is just sitting on hundreds and hundreds of you know westbrook and durant and lebron all the ones that they 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 make tons of you know what i mean yeah the paul george's and and you know uh and and they're just waiting and those are going to start that that's kind of the nature of of vintage clothing too is that it's sort of just people roll it out down the line when it's sat long enough that, that that people become nostalgic for the look right you know what i think no one's going to become nostalgic for is the thunder look i i hate those jerseys <laughs> so much they're so bad you know what it's too bad because i really liked their like dark blue the like the the dark blue and white like yes. alternate they had yeah that said thunder down like, almost like kind of like a 70s like almost like an atlanta hawks yeah i, lo- I love those yeah um, but yeah, the the well, you know, Oklahoma City should be in Seattle. Agreed. Last thing on jerseys before we move on to other stuff, the the fourth jersey I think for the Raptors is kind of up in the air because it's. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna have the white, the black, and the red. I think are just gonna be the, the standard three. I, I'd imagine the Huskies thing is still gonna be a thing. I think some teams are gonna have five. Um, I don't think they they built that spare court for one season. <laughs> um, I think the Huskies was dope. Uh, I, I think so it was cool. cool I don't want it full time, but. I think I think yeah. that's just going to be there as a fifth jersey, but the fourth one I think is up for some debate because the OVO thing, I'm not sure if that's run its course yet. I'm not sure if Drake's still even involved and if they want to move away from that. Um, I seem to remember, yeah, I seem to remember Drake's contract only being through the, the 2016 All Star Game or 2015 yeah. All Star Game. What year was it? Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't really know. 2016. Yeah, but. So if you were to be designing the fourth Raptors jersey, like what would you like to see in terms of like a concept? We're taking we're 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 gonna agree that it's five jerseys and the Huskies is one of them, right? Yes, yes. Because because I am a fan of the Huskies. Me too. Uh, I, I I like Dino. Yeah. <sighs> I like purple Dino. I, I do. <sighs> I think it's <laughs> it was cool for that one year. I don't know. I kind of have like PTSD from that one year too, because that was fourteen, fifteen, and now like every year that those jerseys have been a thing, has been kind of a disaster because that was they the year they got it. swept. Right. Yeah. Um, what? What would you? Would you take the color scheme? Like do like the purple front, black back, like Bosch years? No, I kind of think the the way the look like the template is now, just like the the standard concept, but just make it uh, purple with like black trim, mm. maybe some red sort of notes in there i think that would be perfect like it would be a nice call back to the purple without selling yeah. out and going back to the 90s look and like it would still look modern and like maybe that just becomes their full-time jersey in a couple of years if they want to pivot sure. back because I, I i dig purple too <laughs> yeah the, you know what i do miss one thing i would change um is if you're gonna have like a and i guess they did this a little bit with the huskies but i missed with that sort of whole drake rebrand uh I missed having Toronto on the road jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, I thought that was a bit of a bummer, and, I, and they were one of the few teams to to go away from having the, the city name on the road jersey. Right. Um, and I like that. I think, I think too, especially for a, a sort of like, uh, you know, north side, like the way they've kind of set up the branding – it would make sense to have an, a, a, a full-time jersey, like a full-time road jersey that's set in Toronto. Yeah, for a team that like puts so much into its identity as being from Toronto, being from Canada, you'd figure they would want to have the city name. It is kind of a bizarre yeah. decision. As long as they don't do something like the Warriors have done and like with the city or what the town or whatever they're doing. Like if, as long as they don't do yeah. the North, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. Um, but I could see them being that lame. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of the, faith in the problem. Them not is being that lame. like there are NBA cities more north than Toronto. Yeah. So like we the North works because it like plays to the whole Canada thing. But yeah. then when you put it on a like it's somehow less permanent than when you put it on a jersey. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even though it's it, it 
it's not as um, front and center in your mind the way that it would be if the jersey said the North. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, moving on from jerseys, we can. So the, the really the only bit of news that came out in the last like two weeks. I mean, I guess they signed Kyle Wiltshire to a tryout. I don't know. Who cares? Um, the, the schedule came out yesterday, and also I'm not the kind of person who cares about the schedule whatsoever, but. I did write a piece for Raptors HQ just sort of looking at if you're going to go to a game, what mm-hmm. games you should consider. And I think this is kind of interesting because, like, obviously the, the stock answer is, oh, go see them play the Cavs or the Warriors or the Rockets, like one of these big teams. I kind of look at it completely opposite. And I'm also kind of biased because I go from the media perspective as well. Like, when I'm covering games, I hate covering those big-time games, like the ESPN yeah. games or the games against really big teams because – there's so many people there. It's just it's so crowded. It's it doesn't feel as intimate when you're like in press conferences, press conferences and things like that. And it just I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I prefer like a Tuesday game against like the Kings. I, I like covering sure. those games. It's fun. Like if you're, I mean, you I think you go to a lot of games, correct? Like when you're around. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, you might not be I, the kind of person who like plans out well in advance, like what games you're gonna go to over the course of a year. I know some people I've been talking with who like only go to one game a year. And they right. carefully select it. Um, and that's kind of what I tried to help people do with my piece today. Um, so, like, what is the ideal sort of category of game for you to go to? Is it, like, against a top team? Is it against, like, a, like a, t- a top team where they're probably going to lose? Is it, against, no, is it like, a well, guaranteed win night against, like, the Nets? Is it, like, obscure <laughs> Western Conference team that's, like, not that good but will probably pull an upset? Um, because that always happens for the Raptors against nondescript Western Conference teams at the home. New Orleans Pelicans yeah or like the the Kings or the Nuggets or whatever yeah. is it like Star Powell is it like an East Rival you want to see like how do you decide like what's your favorite category of game to attend I try and do a, a mix of things right um I mean I watch basically every game so it, it, in a way and and this is also bad this is such bad that's such a bad thing to say as a fan, but like it is how the Raptors were marketed from the beginning, which is come see the other people. <laughs> um, so there's always, I, I feel like there's always going to be a little bit of that in the Raptors fandom, at least while the generation uh, that came of age with the franchise you know that's our generation i don't know how old you are but that's that's me i mean i'm 29 yeah so i remember going to see games at skydome um and with that in mind though i think there are there are like the definitely the, i'm like looking at the timberwolves yeah although that's going to be like a pricey one this year i think like secondary yeah. market wise like that's not going to that, be that i'm i'm say i'm okay to shell out for that yeah um I do, and then I have, I mean, you know, it would be interesting to see them against a, a like, to me, it, thinking about even just games last year, teams that would be interesting to see them play would be your, I think it would be interesting to see them play Phoenix. I think there's some weird, like, unanswered things about how they played against Phoenix last year that they just need to exercise themselves. Yeah. Because they 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 had that one game where didn't did Lowry not get ejected or someone there's some weird shit went down in the desert when they were there. Yeah, Patterson got hurt in like the very beginning of the. I think that's kind of where the whole season went to shit actually. Yeah, <laughs> when Patterson yeah. got hurt um, uh, on that on that swing, and then they played yeah. San Antonio and 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 got like demolished. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and I think like. John Luer had like a crazy game for the Suns against the Raptors last year, I think, or two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, there are teams. There are teams that I feel like they always that are always uh, games that they play well. Like I, I, I like when they play Portland. Yep. Um, I mean, I love watching them beat the Knicks, dude. It's so great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think, like, I do like. I mean, there it would be it, the the Sixers are always kind of interesting in in the last. You know, little while. They were a bummer um, last year. Is... Sorry, they were a bummer last year because both times they were in Toronto, Joel Embiid missed. Like, one time yeah. he just rested, the other time he was hurt, and it was yeah. a real bummer. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing to me is about the, the 76ers is that I feel like there's always, there's just kind of a weird 
and I guess it's a divisional thing, but there is a bit of a rivalry there, and, and there's history between the two franchises, so yeah. I, I always like that. That's true. Uh, I always find that kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, it's like, who who do I not... Who have I not seen play? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I, I really do want to see the New Orleans Pelicans because I want to see Brow Boogie. Yeah, they, they, um, were, they were one of the games I picked for like my top five to go see. It's like yeah. an early in the season game. Davis won't be hurt yet. Boogie won't, won't be hey, like hey on the... Hey, now, Davis, Davis, <laughs> I... I Anthony Davis took me to fantasy basketball glory last year. I adore Anthony Davis, and I really wanted to stay healthy. Yeah, um, it'll also be you're not like at risk of Boogie being suspended for text because it's like ten games into the season, so you're good. No, you're good and there. and also you know honestly, I think even even last year after the trade happened, he really looked like a a much happier yeah human being. Uh, last year, I think the game against New Orleans was really fun because I think Norm had that dunk on on AD, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Raptors, like, came back in the fourth quarter because they did that all the time. <laughs> they did. Drew Holiday yeah. put up, like, 35 on Lowry. I yeah. seem to recall that. Um, and then, like, Joseph came in and played great defense on him. The, the, the Western Conference nondescript teams, I'm totally with you, are, are the most fun. Like, I went to a game against yeah. the Suns a couple years ago, and it was like, I mean, the Suns weren't very good, but I think Eric Bledsoe was, like, still healthy at that time in that season and had, like, a really great game, and it was like... I don't know, like a last possession kind of game. That was a lot of fun. Um, totally. Memphis is always a really fun time when they're in town. Yeah. Marcus All is is really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then Denver, big fan of yeah. Denver. Yeah, um, I, I saw the Raps in Denver um, last year, cool. and uh, it was it was really funny because I was like quite possibly the loudest person in my section, <laughs> and people were looking at looking at me like, "What? Who is this guy?" <laughs> um. I think they thought I was from Denver, which was really funny. A guy turned around, and he's like, how did you start cheering from the, for the Raptors? And I was like, uh, I'm from Toronto? <laughs> like, um, Pepsi, the Pepsi, uh, Pepsi Center, whatever it's called, is is cool. Pepsi Coliseum, Pepsi Center. Pepsi Center, I think. There's, like, no people yeah. at those games, right? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty empty. Hopefully this um, year yeah, it's got, better for them. We got tickets from um, uh, Illegal Pete's Burrito Shop uh, in Denver, so big shout to Illegal Pete's. Nice. Do you guys um, do you go to games routinely when you're on the road? Do you like are there arenas that you've like frequented it, because you like the experience? Is the experience the same everywhere? I, I don't know. Like, it, what's it, your... it really it's really just one of those things that you can't tell until you're a couple of days out because right. you don't really know what um, like a day off can sometimes be um, not a day off insofar as like if you're driving you know ten hours to try and cover a bunch of ground right by the time you get to you know if you're going to a city like denver by the time you get there you're so exhausted that there's basically nothing you want to do other than like try and find laundry and have a drink and a decent meal and go to bed right um but then other times you know yeah like like if if it's easier to get up if it's happens to be the raptors or the jays you know yeah um those are kind of like the two, like we were recently in Chicago and the Jays were playing the White Sox, so I was there for two of those um, because we happened to have a couple of days off in Chicago and it was like, okay, well, the White Sox are bad, so the tickets are cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think whenever possible, like if there is a day off, I'm, I'm more than willing to even just go for the experience, even, you know, if it makes sense. Um, yeah, I saw like, you know, uh, Utah... And Brooklyn play, you know, a couple of years ago in Brooklyn, and it was like that was cool, you know. Barclays is really nice. Yeah, Barclays is really, really nice. Doesn't seem like um, Barclays yells at you the entire game either. It seems like a pretty chill, no, game watching experience. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have the stadium lighting, which is very nice. Yeah, I want um, the Raptors do that. Yeah, I passed up my chance to go to the Smoothie King Center a couple of years ago in uh, in New Orleans. Um, but I don't regret that because it was like 40 degrees and <laughs> the way New Orleans is, it's like it would have either been like a, quite an expensive Uber because we were staying even further downtown or, or like a 30-minute walk. I was just like, I can't. And it was one of those driving days. Um, but yeah, like I think it's cool. Like, it, you know, if, if we get the chance and we're somewhere 
provided it's not like prohibitively expensive like Madison Square Garden yeah um yeah yeah I think it's a great way like you need to find ways to break up uh, what can be monotony right just in, in, in not not in like a bad way but just in a like uh, uh, okay uh, you know drive and load in and sound check and eat and drink a beer and play the show and have another beer and pack up and drive to the hotel and you know everyone watches HBO until they fall asleep and then wake up and eat breakfast and you know it can become very just like a, a bit of a, a blur so you, you you do these things in order to, to, to break that up so that, that there are other memories made and that's not to say that the the memories of the show aren't um, aren't front and center but obviously there are things I remember and things I've forgotten mm-hmm. but uh but yeah that's the that, that's the upside of it is that sometimes those like serendipitous things happen and the jay the jays of the raptors are in town and you get to go be an obnoxious road fan and <laughs> damned if damned if toronto sports fans aren't some of the most obnoxious yeah man i was in ottawa for school for four years and i was in an, a very obnoxious leaf fan there uh every yeah. time they were in town so what you're saying is that going to sporting events is what keeps the video for if this tour doesn't kill you uh from actually becoming reality (laughs) yeah yeah exactly right i mean you know it's it's also i'm the i'm by far the biggest sports fan right other than the leafs stefan is a biggest a big leaf fan but but in terms of the the jays and the raptors that's sort of my domain so uh sometimes the guys come with me and other times even just being able to go alone and and have a couple of hours to to you know drink a beer and eat a hot dog is is uh very welcomed i can imagine uh one of the things your band is known for and i'll let you go after this but i wanted to get into this stuff um so oh yeah no we can you guys are are very much tied to video games um your video for yeah. dvp is just uh retro video games <laughs> with the lyrics superimposed and i'm, I'm amazed no one's done that before because it's an amazing idea and a great video yeah, thank you i, I had very little to do with it um we've been really really lucky to work with a couple of uh, very very talented people uh very early on uh, a woman named channel of the vac who's now um uh quickly on her way to being a hotshot director and, and screenwriter uh, she has something showing a tiff this year she's awesome. she's onward and upward um and uh, uh, they, uh used to work with a guy named jeremy shallon ryu who's still doing a lot of work for us um and Jeremy was kind of the the guy who um, came up with that that whole DVP kind of concept. Um, yeah, so we just kind of scoured YouTube, uh, looking through all of like our favorite like old Sega Genesis and N sixty four and Super NES and Nintendo games. Because um, there are a lot of, I mean, I th- it's funny because I'm not a huge gamer per se. I was, I was really into like sports video games and a handful of like the classics. Yeah. Um, like Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. But, um, obviously this is, doesn't need to be stated, but there's a huge, huge contingent of, uh, video game fanatics on YouTube, you know, doing playthroughs and rating video games and doing all these certain, certain things. So we even just kind of scratching the surface being like, let's find the earthworm gym playthrough. <laughs> um, yeah. and like uh, yeah we just kind of found really funny moments that, that had kind of screen um, like sc- like text bubbles or, or text uh, areas uh, and kind of gave the YouTube timestamps to Jer and he did a lot of the, the editing and the photoshopping and the animation with uh, alongside Zach our drummer and, and to a lesser extent Nestor and yeah, that's what happened, and it was it was wild. And NBA Jam is included in that, so don't tell me this isn't a sports podcast still. Oh, um. <laughs> oh buddy, yeah, NBA Jam was there. I think um, I think we got like the NES like RBI baseball. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a hockey game in there too. Yeah, NHL '94 right, for sure. Right. Um. Yeah, that was the great one. That was the one that had the like, you could if you could like wrap around on the uh, like in a specific way you'd score every time there was like a glitch <laughs> to beat the computer <laughs> um 
Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. It's fun, man. It's it's cool to um to explore that how interconnected that is, um, and it's just sort of snowballed in a weird way. People now, you know, there was that Dream Daddy dating simulator thing, which we didn't think was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I mean, I I'm nerdy in totally different and other ways, but it really seems like a lot of the people it's, it's, it seems like a cool way to kind of, um, reach audiences that maybe you, again, in the same way that like playing a festival is like you reach audiences that maybe wouldn't have heard your music before, but, but so far people have been, you know, um, responding really, really well. Um, so that's cool. Um, and we have like a, a, a surprise, coming in the next couple of weeks um that will be more kind of video game action but that's kind of all i can say all right well that's uh, um that that leads yeah. me to asking you about pup tendo oh yeah uh that was that was by a guy named uh uh jeff uh jeff hong i believe um and he he's just like a, a again he has a whole series of like emulator games that he's made right uh, that are inspired by like classic nes games um so the 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 project is called Punk Tendo, um, and so he's done that for a lot of I think he's done it for Against Me and and you know a, a lot of the kind of bands in in the world that we sort of live in, um, just as sort of a hobby. I think he's a web designer and a, 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 by or maybe a computer engineer. I don't want to misrepresent him. I don't actually know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so he just did that as kind of a hobby, and it kind of took off, and, and we actually were able, Side One Dummy thought it was such a great idea, our, our record label in LA, uh, that they uh, they got physical cartridges made. <laughs> so there are like a handful of NES, like Pup Tendo cartridges floating around there. I don't have one, um, but I people do. And for those who aren't aware of what I'm talking about, uh, Pup Tendo is just like a... Well, it actually just started playing on my computer. I, while I was waiting for you, I was just playing it. <laughs> it's just like it's a... Like a it's, yeah, it's like a car driver game. Like, don't fall off the road yeah. and finish the... The track is called the Don Valley Parkway, of course, for your guys' song, DVP. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, are you... Have you played it much? Are you good at it? Because I... Uh, you know what? I, I haven't. I, um... Okay. It's I kind of... Once... <laughs> like music sort of took over my life i sort of uh did stopped kind of playing video games got real bad at it <laughs> in university when everyone was like hanging out and drinking and doing stuff and like playing video games i used to get made fun of because i was bad at guitar hero which is kind of ironic <laughs> um but uh but yeah yeah I, I i did check it out a little bit and it's cool i mean i i, I like i just like that there are are you know, it, it's important to connect uh, and, and sort of feel like the that our, our fans and, and, and us can kind of connect on, on ways that are different than, than just live shows or, or recorded music. So all these things are, are cool and, and allow us to sort of uh, reach fans in a different way. And, and like, get, you know, uh, it's cool. It's nice that, that people have and, and to work with creative people who have interesting ideas, I think, is really cool. We're like, okay to be able to do that for sure uh, if there was to be like a pup version of nba jam what would your like what would your skill like your 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 main skill be like would you be like a guy with the high flying dunks would you be a shooter like um and like God, between no, you I, yeah. zach master and stefan like either, who would be on the teams um, <laughs> yeah i i, I guess yeah, I would be probably like a, uh, not to ever compare myself to this person, but like the way like Carl Malone functioned in NBA Jam. All right. Which was like, you remember he was like can't miss from like what would be the equivalent of like five to eight feet out. Right. <laughs> like he would just knock everything down. I would just be the garbage man, the garbage mailman. That's what I would be. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Stefan would definitely be like a like a Steph Curry type. So compliment Carl Malone. Well. Sorry, it would compliment Carl Malone well then, or garbage Carl. Yeah, Malone. I was gonna say he could maybe just, maybe we'll give him John. We'll give him John Stockton just to <laughs> continue the. Um, who would Zach be? 
Oh, we could keep him with his namesake, Zach Randolph. Nice. Yeah. Um, and Nestor. Ooh, Nestor. Hmm. You know who Nestor would be? Nestor would be the, like one of those like unexpected guys who comes out of nowhere and is awesome, like Tayshawn Prince. <laughs> <laughs> who you're like you, you you forget about him and then he's like torching your team. Yeah, that's uh. Whenever I played like NBA Live, that was Andre Kirilenko for me. I would yeah. uh, like oh six. Like the Jazz were ranked like sixty seven, and I would <laughs> he would be the Jazz because Kirilenko literally does everything well. Shoots threes, yeah. block shots, everything. Um, so yeah, I, I understand the the motif you're talking about there. Um, yeah, and I feel like that would be a pretty solid uh, like team, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Steve, I really want to thank you for for taking the time. I took way more time than I said I was going to, but uh, I oh really no problem, man. I'm I'm glad it uh, it all kind of. Sorry if that was my long windedness. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, is there where can people find pups information for touring and things like that anywhere oh, yeah. around uh, the city you guys are going to be all, soon? Yeah, it's all under uh, Pup the Band. Um, we're kind of chilling out for this month, but we kind of hit the road again. We'll be on the West Coast in Vancouver and 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 kind of down all the way um, toward Los Angeles next month, uh, and we'll be in like Windsor, Ontario, and onward to to the Midwest. Um, in October, and then uh, yeah, we'll be around on the East Coast and and at home. Um, and then I'm on the internet as well. You can search my name, and it'll come up. Awesome, man! Uh, find the band at Pup the Band as well. Uh, your Twitter is what? Sorry, uh, at Sladco. My pers- personal one. The, yeah, the one you normally. Oh yeah, tweet I think it's just Sladkow. S L A D K O W. That's right. Um, yeah. Steve, man, I really want to thank you. Hopefully, we can do it again. And absolutely, man. Enjoy There'll be more, more uh, active basketball chatter. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the remainder of the off season. We'll get you on during the season when we actually have things to talk about instead of meandering about video games for half an hour. But I enjoyed every second of it. So right uh, on. Well, thank you, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll do it again soon. Take care, man. Yeah. Have a good one, man. Cheers. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17